You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. All right, thank you for listening. We're coming up on 34 minutes past the hour. Monsignor Schumacher here. By the way, Real Presence Radio is looking for some advancement staff uh, in western North Dakota. Uh, Rapid City area, as well as Sioux Falls. I think I'm right on that, Michael. That's right. Right on. Uh, Brittany at realpresenceradio.com. Brittany is your contact if you'd like to join our our team. Uh, Michael Kidrowski is on that team uh, out here is, uh, setting me up in my office at Corpus Christi in Bismarck. Thank you, Michael, for coming out. Oh, it's my pleasure, Monsignor. And my next guest is um, a man I always enjoy visiting with, and I want to thank my producers for lining him up with me, Steve Ray, on, on the phone. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Monsignor. Always good to be with you. A couple of good things I heard. First of all, that I would be interviewing you. Secondly, that you're going to be the speaker for the RPR banquets here uh, in, in, uh, in November and early December. Monday, November 29th in Bismarck. Remember, Thanksgiving is going to be on the 25th, the Thursday, the week before. So on Monday, the 29th, Steve, you're going to be here in Bismarck. I am. And um, I've got three talks to do, and so we're going to be traveling, I guess. My wife's coming with me, and uh, looking forward to it. I look, I look forward to spending time with you. Then you will be in Rapid City then the following day, November 30th. Yep, if it, it, I think that's correct. I don't and have it in front of me, but I, I know. I, I, I do have it in front of me, and then you'll be in Aberdeen on, on Thursday, December 2nd. Good. So Looking we're, we're, forward to it. I already uh, got it on my calendar ready to go going to do my conversion story and tell people why why be catholic when you could be anything else but when was the last time you were here in bismarck i think i was out in dickinson maybe 10 Ooh, years ago boy you know uh, they all kind of blur together because i do yeah. so many of these but i know i've been um will willis williston my yep. hometown yes. williston uh, uh, father kovash exactly and um in bismarck and so in the last Probably it's been a. I know it's been a couple of years because of the whole shutdown of the world, um, but I've been probably no. just two or three years ago. You're you're always a very fond memory. My my father was at that talk. My mom and dad were at that talk. I didn't make a particular banquet you were at, but anyway, my dad said you got to. My dad said to me, "You got you got to listen to this guy." <laughs> I said. I mm-hmm. said, "Who?" He said, "Steve Ray. Where's a a hat? You you got to you got you got to you just got to listen to this guy." And so, <laughs> well so, Thank you very so uh, we, we look forward to having you here uh, in Bismarck on November 29th. Uh, Michael, how, how, do, how do people sign up for that? Is it time? Oh, oh, yeah. We have some time, Monsignor. That we'll be sending out a postcard to save the date here pretty soon. And then uh, the uh, uh, just simply call the uh, office in Fargo at 877-795. Zero one two two, but uh, we have some time. Uh, we'll have some marketing out on that as soon as possible. But th- that that was just booked here on Tuesday, Monsignor. So fantastic! Yeah. It's fresh news. Uh, also, um, we're talking about the creed as well. We're continuing to to discuss uh, the creed with you, Steve Ray, from from your book, um, and we're we're going to talk today about the the, the resurrection um, and. Uh, 
how do we begin with this? I, I don't even know where where, where, where do we begin. Where do we begin? I, it's the best news for mankind. How it was prophesied, the, the proofs of the resurrection. I, I think we need to, to recultivate our devotion in the resurrection. I'll get to that later. But Steve, take it away. Well, it's, it was something that was unanticipated. Even the disciples who had been with him for three years uh, didn't expect it. And they, even after he had been raised from the dead and was with them, they still didn't believe it, Said they, and they still doubted. So this was something unexpected. It wasn't something that people were waiting for. They, I think the Jews had, over time, the idea of the resurrection of the body, that it developed, um, and... But never anywhere in Greek or Roman thought had there was there going to be a resurrection of the body. There was we would go maybe be life after death, but it would be freed from the body, not in the body. And this was brand new, and nobody expected it. And in my movie I made on Jesus, the word became flesh. I wanted to describe to people how shocking it was for them. And so I actually went into a funeral home, and I, I was in a coffin myself, and I, was, I put it up in front of the church. And I'm laying in the coffin, and I'm walking up the aisle. The camera's walking up the aisle and say, why were they so surprised? It, because it was shocking. Nobody had ever seen anything like a man coming alive again. Jesus had risen, raised Lazarus, of course, but somebody himself by his own power coming back to the light. And so as I'm as the camera's coming up toward the aisle I said would you be surprised if all of a sudden and I sat up in the coffin right when the camera you see me laying there like I'm dead and all of a sudden boom I pop up in the coffin and everybody jumps it just it's just a scene that makes everybody jump out of their seat and I said of course you'd be surprised just like you were now nobody expected Jesus to rise from the dead even though he had told them that he would so it was an unusual thing nobody was ready for and they it was um the the changed everything because we learn from scripture as we see the rest of revelation is that it he has conquered death by doing that and that we can be united with him in his death we also will be united with him in a resurrection like his so he's because he rose from the dead he is going to bring us with him out of the dead too for those and everybody's going to raise from the dead there's going to be, and we'll talk about that in a couple months as we go down the road here, but everybody's going to be raised from the dead. Some of those to eternal life, those who have done good, and those who have done evil to a resurrection of damnation. That's John chapter 5, verses 28 and 29. Uh, you mentioned a corpse, and I've always said that a speaker at a graduation is like a corpse at a vigil service. First of all, you better be there. Yeah. You you will be respected, but really nobody's there to hear from you, <laughs> and yeah. um, they no, no, nobody had ever expected to hear from Jesus again, and when they did, this gave them Steve uh, really courage to to do whatever they had to do, and uh, and we have to recultivate that. We do, and they, you could see for, as you read the Gospels uh, of the fear that they had, and they were terrified. Judas had already betrayed him, but Peter then denied him, and the others ran from the Garden of Gethsemane. They all ran. And even when the women came back, this is why Mary Magdalene is called the first apostle, 
proto-evangelium, I think it is, because she was the first one to be sent by Jesus to tell the disciples that he had raised from the dead, because that's what the word apostle means, one who is sent, and he sent her to them, and they didn't believe. And they came running to see, and it said that they went in the tomb, Peter and John, and then they believed, but even after that they doubted. And when they saw him, but when they when this all happened, when they saw him, and when the Holy Spirit came, then these guys all of a sudden were so full of courage that Peter would even be willing to stand up a few days ago as running and hiding from a young girl whose servant girl, no less. Now he's standing up in front of the of the government, the high priest Sanhedrin, and said, "You tell me what's better to do to follow your to, or to obey God or to obey man." We're going to do what God tells us to do. All of a sudden, they're all filled with courage. And now they all went out and died for him. All 11 of them, John's the only one that didn't die a martyr's death. The other 11 all died a martyr's death because this resurrection had such a power. Once they realized what had happened and the Holy Spirit came, he brought that resurrection power into them. And now they were filled with that resurrection power. And by the way, we are all supposed to be that way too. By baptism, we've received the Holy Spirit in confirmation. We should be filled with the same Holy Spirit resurrection power because it's in us. And the the basis of that resurrection power, Steve, is that they did not have any fear. They didn't have any fear anymore because they knew they would be raised from the dead, too. You can do what you want to my body. That's fine. may hurt for a while, but I'm going to raise from the dead, too. That's why the martyrs, for example, Ignatius of Antioch, when he came to Rome, he wrote to them ahead of time and said, don't do anything to stop my martyrdom because those lions are my way to God. And I am not afraid of them because Jesus Christ rose from the dead and he promised to do the same with me. And even though I'll be eaten, by the lions, I will raise from the dead on the last day. And so they were fearless now because of the resurrection. Uh, let's, let's talk about the resurrected body, Steve. Um, uh, it's it's um, mysterious. It can, it can uh, eat fish. It can pass through doorways. Um, Thomas was invited to put his hand in, in, in the wound. Describe uh, what was the resurrected body of Jesus like if in first Corinthians chapter 15 that's called the resurrection chapter Paul talks about the resurrected body it's a spiritual body it is the same body and Jesus now the interesting thing is Jesus did not have a body when he came down to earth he acquired a human body he he it says he, he took on flesh And when he went back up into heaven, he didn't leave his body behind. He took his body up to heaven with him and is seated at the right hand of God the Father. And it says in the Catechism, it explains that he is still in heaven with his body. So... And, but it's a spiritual body. It's the same body. But it has, it has a new spiritual qualities. For example, he could go through, he just appeared in the room. He didn't do that kind of thing before his death and resurrection. You don't ever hear him just appearing somewhere. He could walk on water, yes, he could do miraculous things, but it it was never in the sense that he just appeared. Mary Magdalene didn't recognize him at first. Uh, So we don't know exactly what it is, but it is very exciting to think about it. And that it's going to, we're going to have bodies like that. My knees have gone out on me, Monsignor. I used to run 1,400 miles a year. I ran everywhere, all through Israel and all over 
Australia and the Philippines and India, everywhere I've run and explored, and then my knees gave out on me. I can't wait to get to heaven and have a new body and be able to run again and do what I used to do. So I don't know what it's going to be like exactly, but it is going to be a marvelous thing. It's going to be a new spiritual, physical body. And I'll just, one more thing about that. I remember when I was first a Catholic, a priest, no less, said to me, we're discussing, and he said that, uh, I had talked about the wonder of the, of the physical bodily resurrection, and uh, I said to him, if we'd had a camera in there, you would have seen Jesus' body come back alive. And he said, no, you wouldn't have. He said, if you had a video camera in the tomb, you wouldn't have seen anything because it was a spiritual event. <laughs> I said, Father, I said, I'm a brand-new Catholic, but I, I know enough to know that you're a heretic. <laughs> what you just said is heresy. And I said, I don't like telling a priest he's a heretic, but what you just said is heresy. And I said, when Jesus rose from the dead, it was a physical resurrection. His cold, dead, clammy body came back alive. It was animated. And when we look at the Shroud of Turin and we see that image on the Shroud, there's nobody can explain yet how that image got there. And I'm quite convinced that the ex- explanation for that is the atomic energy, whatever that atomic formula was that brought his body back to life was the same energy that created the world and brought life into us at first and it was so powerful it left that image on that cloth and that was a physical bodily resurrection and had you been there you would have seen it with your eyes or with a video camera just like when he ascended into heaven which we'll talk about next time is you would have seen a body going up into heaven and he still has that body now Father Spitzer would call that energy a vacuum radiation, perhaps. In, in his books, he, he gives a lot of different ideas of, uh, and, and that, that the shroud passed through the body, uh, and that's how the image was made indeed. Uh, the Shroud of Turin is undoubtedly the relic of the resurrection, and that is the image of the face of the Son of God on it. There's no mm-hmm. other way to explain yep. it. Uh, Steve, we're going to take a break. If you could hang on as we come up on sure. 47 minutes past the hour. And on the other side of the break, I'm going to ask you quite simply, who raised Jesus from the dead? Okay. We'll be back in just one moment. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Choose the number one nursing program in the nation, the University of Mary. Of more than 2,000 nursing programs nationwide, Mary is ranked number one by the National Benchmarking Service Mountain Measurement. 100% of our graduates pass their certification on the first try. And eligible nursing students receive their senior year of tuition free. Choose the best nursing program in the nation. Check us out at umary.edu slash nursing. That's umary.edu slash nursing. My name is Father Gabriel Wauhero from the Diocese of Duluth. I've been a priest for 12 years in the United States. I am very happy to be a priest. I have watched many people receive peace because of a priest. Many times I meet people in grief. I meet people who are suffering. I meet young people who have lost their way. And as a priest, through prayer, through sacraments, through counsel, I have seen the peace of the Lord in their hearts. I believe every one of us needs this peace. And as a priest, we are able to bring that peace of the Lord to uh, to them, them, whether they are on their sick bed, whether they are grieving a loved one, or whether they have been hurt by someone else. I love being a priest, and I think everyone 
Every young man out there should consider becoming a priest to bring the same peace the world needs so much today. Honor your father by word and deed, that a blessing from him may come upon you. Sirach 3.8 Our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. All right, uh, Steve Ray is my guest once again on Real Presence Live on your Upper Midwest Real Presence Radio Network. Uh, We're going through his book as I uh, interview him uh, week by week. Um, We're going through his book entitled The Catholic Faith. An Introduction to the Creeds. It's, it's a great introduction to the Creeds um, by Steve Ray, and we're, we're talking about the resurrection. First, Steve, let's talk about your travels, your, your site, CatholicConvert.com. Um, CatholicConvert.com, go to that, and there's a pilgrimage site. And you, you mentioned before we just came on the air here that you're, you're starting to get back on the road. We're getting back on the road again. In fact, when I bought my airline tickets to Lourdes and Fatima, I knew that this was real. We're coming out of this nightmare and uh, back on the road again. And we're going to Lourdes and Fatima in uh, September, the first two weeks of September. We have five rooms left if anybody wants to join us, uh, five uh, places for, for five couples that can come. And uh, we're going to go through Portugal, land in Lisbon, go through Fatima, then up to Coimbra, uh, where the, um, she lived, and then up to um, through Santiago de Compostela. It's, I think that's the centenary of St. James the Apostle's death, and he's buried there. It's where the El Camino ends, and we're going mm-hmm. up to Loyola, and from Loyola to three days in Lourdes. So we're doing that. We have five rooms left. Then from there, we're going straight to Israel. I already have a sold-out bus. We only have two seats left on the bus, and it's uh, that trip is going to be good. It's my first time back to Israel in a year and a half. I go seven times a year, Monsignor. I've, I feel like I've been... I've been exiled from my home going back now. It's just going to be marvelous to step inside the tomb of Christ again. And you know what's going to be nice is it was so crowded in Israel. Before, there was four and a half million tourists that came there the last year. And now it's going to be empty. The first times we go there, it's, we're going to own the country. It's going to be ours. No lines. This is the most, if you want to go to Israel, to the Holy Land, now's the time to do it. Come with me now, because it's going to be empty. We can go in places. No lines anywhere. No crowds. And we're also got a St. Paul cruise coming up in October, and we're doing St. Augustine, Florida in November, too. So we got a lot coming on already this year. Tell me about St. Augustine, Florida. Well, that's a marvelous thing, and it's it's really just coming to light now. The archaeology, and they've discovered new documents in Spain that before the Protestant pilgrims arrived at uh, in um, Plymouth Rock, 
55 years before that, the Spaniards came to St. Augustine, Florida, and established a town there and a parish and had the first parish mass. And that was 55 years before the Protestant pilgrims arrived. My wife is an ancestor of the pilgrims. She can trace her ancestry back to four men on the Mayflower. They her whole family belongs to the Mayflower Society. And she got knocked down a few pegs on the ladder there, Monsignor, when she found out that it wasn't, uh, that's not where it all started. It all started in St. Augustine. The ship arrived on the feast day of St. Augustine. That's why it's named that. Uh, I would be interested, we have to get back to work here, Steve, but I would be yes. interested in your St. Paul cruise in October. What, oh. uh, that, that's going to be a lot of, uh, you're going to do Greece. Tell, tell me about that. We have 10 biblical stops. Uh, stops. We're going to see Athens and Corinth. Philippi, Thessalonica, Berea. We're going to go to Istanbul, too, which is a biblical mm-hmm. site from the standpoint that it had uh, eight of the first ecumenical councils took place in Turkey. We're going to go to Pergamum, that's in Revelation. We're going to go to Ephesus, which is huge for biblical mm-hmm. studies in Paul, and the island of Patmos, where the book of Revelation was written, and we're going to have mass out there looking out over the Mediterranean and the island of Patmos. So that's coming up in October. It's one of my favorite trips ever to be on that ship, and I have my own guides and arrangements on shore. And all the trips, day trips are included, the tips are included, everything is included, airlines. And uh, it's a great trip, and I'm the guide, and I have local guides with me, and we, we actually go to 10 biblical sites. CatholicConvert.com, check out Steve Ray's travels. We're talking about the resurrection before we break here in a few minutes. Who actually raised Jesus Christ from the dead, Steve? Who did it? Well, you would think, you would say, well, that was just God the Father, but the Trinity does everything together. They're really good friends, you know, these three persons of the Trinity. I like to say they loved each other so much, and they have so much fun together, so much joy and love that it just overflowed, and they said, we've got to create creatures like us that have uh, that are in our image to share all of this love and fun, and that's why we were created. And they do everything together. So in Romans 10, it says, God raised him from the dead. If you confess that Jesus Christ is Lord and, that, and believe in your heart that God God raised him from the dead. So there you have the Father. Then the Holy Spirit, it says, if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead in Romans 8 dwells in you, boy, that's a powerful thought, isn't it? If the Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, then guess what? That's pretty powerful. But in John chapter 2, Jesus said to them, I will destroy this temple and I will raise it up in three days and he spoke of of his body. So there we have Scripture confessing that God the Father raised him, God the Son raised himself, and the Holy Spirit raised him. So you have all three of the Trinity. When you look at the life of the Church and the, the actions of God, you find that the Trinity is usually always involved, all three of them, in every action. When we visit the catacombs in Rome, Steve... What 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 is uh, there's a lot of uh, resurrection there's a lot of Lazarus image what is the number one image of the catacombs in Rome? Yeah, there there's a lot of Jesus the Good Shepherd and there's a lot of the upper the meal the Last Supper in the upper room because it's if if you eat of this flesh you will live forever right but the number one image in the catacombs is da 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 Jonah and the whale indeed. 
And people think, well, why is that? But, you know, I've been in the catacombs, and I've been down there a lot of times. We take our groups down there, and it's in my movie, too, on the Apostolic Fathers and then some of the other, and Paul. But the reason is, is because Jesus said, just as Noah was in the belly of the whale three days and three nights, so will the Son of Man be in the belly of the earth. And that is a picture. Jonah is the marvelous image of Jesus being coming back alive. Out of the belly of the earth, he's coming back alive again. And so in the churches in Rome and in the catacombs in Rome, that is the number one image. The reason being is that the Romans said that you died and you were buried in the necropolis. That means you're buried, you died. Necropolis is the city of the dead. Christians changed the terminology. We're no longer buried, we're deposited, and we're not in a... Uh, the city of the dead necropolis it's in a cemetery which means sleeping place that's what the word cemetery means sleeping place and why deposited because what do you do when you deposit money in a bank you go back for a withdrawal and so what happens god deposits us in a sleeping place because he intends to come back and make a withdrawal just like with jonah steve ray will be in bismarck on monday november 29th for the Real Presence Radio Banquet. He'll be in Rapid City on the next day, Tuesday, November 30th, and Aberdeen on Thursday, December 2nd. He is a regular contributor of Real Presence Radio, indeed a friend of ours. And uh, Steve, I want to thank you for your for your time. We, we, we talked about the resurrection today. I wish I could uh, hold you for uh, three hours a day, actually. We're talking about <laughs> your book, your book entitled The Catholic Faith by Steve Ray. And uh, we're coming up on 59 minutes past the hour. Steve, what do you got planned for the 4th? The 4th, we're just going to kind of relax at home, but a whole bunch of uh, folks that I know, good Catholic folks, are going to have a party in the evening, and we're going to start at 5 o'clock and pray the rosary for our country. Fantastic. I'm going to be playing my trombone, actually, with the Bismarck Mandan Symphony. Well, good for you. Uh, on the steps of the Capitol, I've been invited to join them, and so I'll be there with some fireworks, and I, I, I wish you the best. His website, catholicconvert.com, Steve Ray's website is catholicconvert.com. Check it out, especially the Pilgrim tab. He's starting to travel. I'd be interested in that St. Paul cruise, uh, to be honest with you. Can't do it, Steve, but I'd be interested. I do it every two years. I, I'd, I'd be a good assistant to you. I'd ca- I'd, <laughs> I bet you would. I'd carry, I'd <laughs> carry your bags. I'd, 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 I'd carry your bags, and uh, uh, what do you do, polish your hat? You still wear your hat? Oh, I wear it everywhere, yeah, because, you know, with a hairdo like mine, I call my hat my cheap toupee. Steve, all the best to you and your family. Thank you very much. You said your son is driving through the Dakotas at this time, and we yep. wish them well. It's going to be triple digits here, but uh, we'll we'll visit with you again, Steve. God bless. God bless you. Thank you, Monsignor. God bless. Well, th- there you go. The great Steve Ray will be back in just one moment. Mm-hmm. 